Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 during jazz games where there are free Papa Shot games, cornhole and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. Question of the day. Utah is all alone in first place. Utah State breaks a two-game losing streak. BYU has lost two in a row. What do you make of all of that? Travis says, I make the following. Utah's alone in first place. Utah State's broken a two-game losing streak, and BYU probably needs to do the same. Other than that, there isn't much more to make of it unless you want to stir the pot and draw more attention to your radio show. (laughs) Or in other words, discuss what's going on and what could possibly happen. I don't know. We're doing a sports talk show. Do you think we should talk about three college football games? Yeah. Because you have BYU and Utah State... And even Utah, to an extent, are, their seasons are in the balance in terms of, is it a very good season? Is it a good season? Is it an excellent season? Because both clubs have only lost two games, right? So there's time to run some t- more. Run the table and go 10-2. and two. Or do that. Yes. Or somewhere in between. Or slump and finish 7-5. and five. Yeah, I don't forecast that uh, for either of those ball clubs, particularly when you look at the scheduling. You wouldn't think. I'm a little dismayed that uh, it took right down to the end for the Aggies to win, but they did win, so it's better than losing for sure. BYU's got a couple of gimmies on their schedule, but when you start, f- what, 5-0, uh, and zero, ranked 10th, you're dreaming. Right? You can't help but dream. So for them, you know, where's it going to be? I think they got two victories for sure going forward. What do they got? Uh, five games left? Right? They're yep. five and two, so they got five games left. So they got three games are in the balance, you know. And you went three and zero against the South. You don't want to go three and zero going forward. Uh, oh, you don't want to be zero and four in your games uh, against non Pac twelve Power five teams. So I guess they they have two more, so that wouldn't count. Uh, but what are you going to do? And Utah, uh, you know, I've been pumping them up. I think they're the favorite to get to the Rose Bowl. And I actually do think they're going to get there this year. But we've seen in prior years them stumbling in Novembers. But I just don't think the level of competition around them is unstumbleable themselves. So the, uh, the, the unstumbleable? Yeah. It's a you movie. You barely even say that. The unstumbleables. Oh, that was so hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> They cracked me up. <laughs> so they're going to I stumble. I think what you're getting the, to is the they competitors got, are going to stumble. They got four games in November, and right now three of them have losing records. The Stanford may turn it around. The other two will have losing records when they play the Utes. Oregon is the big game in the month of November. But if they take care of business the next two weeks, they're going to have to lose two of the final four to blow the division. And even that might not blow the division. I don't think it will. These next two games are huge. If you lose one of them, then it could be a... a Wild, wild battle for the division title in November. If they win the next two and get to five and zero, oh, they are overwhelming slam dunk favorites at that point. Yeah, because they'll have built in loss protection to where losses sitting on the tiebreaker won't remove them. And then I think that I think they beat whoever they play in the north. Right now, that looks like Oregon or Oregon State. They're the teams that are 2-1, and one, tied for the lead in that division. Maybe yeah. Washington State could get there. 
A rematch with Washington State, this time with the starting quarterback. But without their coaches. Well, possibly, yes. <laughs> Get more on that later today. Maybe uh, hire Clay Helton. Uh, so, yeah, this is really setting up nice for them. And the thing that I'm most encouraged about is the quarterback change has breathed complete and total new life into the program. The mood's way different. Yeah. The 0-0 zero and zero in conference speech combined with Cam Rising. I think it was Rising first, but yeah. The 0-0 zero zero, coincided with him starting. And he may not have overwhelming stats, but he yeah, gets but a the job way they done. Run, the way they run the ball, it's going to be hard to have overwhelming stats. That's where quarterbacks get judged on wins as opposed to passing yardage. Because the passing yardage can actually be a sign that, well, you're in trouble. You're losing, you're behind, you got to throw the ball. Or if you're winning and you're running the that's ball. That's your philosophy. Right. If you're winning and running the ball and that's your philosophy, I mean, if, if Kyle gets a lead in the second half, we know what he's going to do. Rising just has the ability of looking like he's being boxed in to escape and make a big play. I don't even know how he does it. And then he sort of wiggles and meanders downfield and cuts to the sideline and puts a move and does this or that, and the next thing you know, what looked like a sack is a first down. He's strong and he's fast. He's run out of arm tackles, and he's run away from unblocked guys. Is this my greatest call in a career of great calls? No. Oh, I've had better? Absolutely. This isn't even close. You're selling it much harder now than you did in August. The thing you sold the hardest immediately, which I think, well, you're shaking your head no. You don't even know what I'm going to say. You can't tell me I'm wrong I'm yet. I'm not shaking my head no. I don't you know what are you're talking too. about. Just, you're dismissing it. You want this to be your greatest go. culture. Oh, well, it, Tiger it, loses to Y.E. Yang, and you speak. say it's over. Okay, my greatest That's local call. your best call. My greatest local call. A guy losing one tournament, and you call the end of a dynastic run, and it happened. It's not over yet. He was cited playing golf. It's over. The dynastic run is over. He could have one more Phil Mickelson. I won seven years after my yeah, prime. The dynastic win. run was going to end. It wasn't going to continue. That was. Eh, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I've been greater than that. that was, it was going to end. It was, you but it didn't have to end keep then. Up that You're level right. And if winning, it ended in three did. or five years or whatever, sure. And but and his dynastic his run body was came breaking in chapters. Down. Breaking down. It was. It was. It was obvious. Down. It was just obvious. I mean, I realized for you, uh, it wasn't just for who's me. Who's not a soothsayer? <laughs> and can tell you what happens. What is a soothsayer? What is a soothsayer? It's me. <laughs> T- tells you what happens. Your TV Keep news. Talking. Did the Jazz win tonight? Stay with us. We'll tell you next. Pat Stradamus. I mean, you go West? back. That's what TV sports does at ten seventeen. Oh, you did they win tonight? You, you I haven't mean, watched a while. It doesn't hit a ten seventeen. Anyway, but that's what it did back then. You're right. I haven't watched Channel Two since March fourteenth, two thousand twenty one. Vengeance. <laughs> Nor will I. No, uh, under one condition, you might. <laughs> yeah. Pay, pay me. <laughs> yeah. Pay me thousand dollars a show. Uh, oh, you're already getting a dollar a page view. Come on now. So that was obvious, man. It was going to happen, but. This was against all odds. 
Charlie Brewer, he played perfection. The quest for perfection happened in the spring game. Little did we know. It wasn't BYU who had the quest for perfection. It was Charlie Brewer. That's old school. 13 years old. He was the quest for perfection happened in the spring game. You were so excited about the spring game. It really wasn't. But yet you asked Frank Dolce about the spring game. Right, but after the <laughs> opener. Not after the spring game. Right, because you wanted more evidence. And in your mind, you combined the spring game and Weaver State. Or guilty, it's your honor. Just the spring game in Weaver State. <laughs> you, but quote even the bringing question. it up was quote embarrassing. The question. I did. I quoted the part that not. is the most embarrassing. No. You <laughs> yeah, right. in your mind, the spring game meant something. That is the essence of you. I quoted the part I, that wait, makes you, my you need point. To go back and listen. You don't listen. You just you think you said what you said. I actually went back and listened. And you you're underselling I, it. You said to I make your point. said it. You sold it as a spring game mattered. In training camp in August, I said, Cam Rising, watch out for this guy. He's got swag. Now, swag for you. I might as well be speaking Mandarin Chinese. Yak can understand. But you don't have swag. You're a beautiful man, but you don't have swag. Mandarin Chinese as opposed to Mandarin Russian? Mandarin I don't know. Why do they call it? You'd have to figure out the folks who figure that out. I don't know. Mandarin. I, but they call it Mandarin Chinese. What do you want from me? Why are they going to gi? Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. know why they do that. You'd have to ask the people who figure that out. Don't ask me. But that's what they call it. You go, my neighbor, he's speaking Mandarin Chinese. Then he gets called to a mission, and we have a party, and we eat cake. Ooh, what kind of cake? <laughs> and now DJ's in. Chinese in. cake. Not German chocolate, Chinese cake. Uh, German chocolate's my favorite. You tell me there's German chocolate cake, I will be right it over. It happens every few I months. I will be right Not over. so much in our neighborhood because it's getting older now. Older neighbor, you don't understand yeah, 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 The numbers yeah. have changed. Right, right. The yeah. demographics, we're getting a little older now in the neighborhood. It's a move, more of a Move like a right. ten, oh, yeah. five, ten miles south. You'll, you'll or change. to the southwest, and they're, they're like, you haven't. You got you to schedule. Let's see, I got a mission nope. announcement I'm, at 6. I got I'm one booked. at 630. Yeah, I got Tuesday. one at 7. I'm booked. <laughs> I got an opening a week from Wednesday. It's happening all the time over there. Yeah. <laughs> Where I am, it happened more frequently about nope. 10 years ago. But it is. Give it a little time, and then the grandkids, that'll be the next cycle. So I told you the kid had swag, but how, how could you understand swag? I mean, nothing against you, but you're a nerd. So you don't have swag. You're really bored at this You don't point. know what swag is. <laughs> I have swag. Ooh, I know what swag you were, is. You were on to something there for a minute when you were talking about me, but now you've I have kind of swag. veered away. So I can identify swag. Mm-hmm. I know swag when I see it. Mm-hmm. You don't know swag, mm-hmm. so how could you know it if you see it? Because you don't mm-hmm. know it, so how could you see it? Mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. So I told you. You can't deny I came in here. In this very room, on this very microphone, for this very listening audience, in this very city. <laughs> right. So you you don't identify it, so you're bored by where others are titillated by it. 
Ooh, ick. <laughs> now everybody wishes they were me. Yeah, I'd rather be bored by that. So I can identify swag, and I said the young man has swag. And all he's done through three and a half games is show nothing but swag. He's the first quarterback in Utah history to start his career three and three and a half and zero. He's three and a half and zero. And I called it. But yet I don't want any credit for it. It's just what I do. <laughs> you know, don't I'm not looking for plaudits. What? It's what I do. Uh, you know? So I called it. I got it right. So yeah. you don't want plaudits, but are you about to write about yourself and quote yourself? talking about you know what i'm talking about i don't know what you're talking you about. do too you talked about it earlier in the show yeah can i get a ruling from the judge he knows what i'm talking about oh i think that whittingham and ludwing prevented utah from going to the college football playoffs so you need to quote yourself in they sin. blew it thank you yuck they blew it and you you should go tell whittingham that yeah you finally got one right i should have you should have I could have told you in August he was your guy, and I don't stand alone. Dylan Colley backs me up. And any time you have the support of a Collie, <laughs> there are no dogs, them Collies. <laughs> You're getting paid for this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, deservedly so, because I'm bringing Bring it right it. now. I'm Bring bringing it. it right now. I'm giving anybody could say, yeah, I, they should have started him after. No, I said it before. You can't deny that I said they should have started rising from day one. You cannot deny. Spring game aside, and Johnny Unitas from the Great Beyond was impressed with that spring game. But spring game aside, they picked the wrong guy. They got it right, thanks to your Aztecs. That was so humiliating. They had to change quarterbacks. Brady Hoke played a role in the Utes going to the Rose Bowl this year. The great Brady Hope. Yes, he did. <laughs> Standing by himself on the sideline with no one dare going near him. What are you talking about? He put, put on such a defensive effort in Carson, California, of all places. Yep, there it the is. The home of Cal State Dominguez Hills. That's true. Where my story. wife got, got her got masters. masters. And Scotty disparaged the school on the A Utah State guy disparaging him, no less. Freakish, if you ask what me. You, what's this world coming to? Jeez. So you put that all together, and here we are. The guy's three and a half and zero. He's not cutting his hair until they lose. Which may not be again in her college career. Really? Although he's draft eligible this year. (laughs) (laughs) Now you've definitely put the card in front of the horse. (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes, you know, that you guys believe in that stone rolling down the mountain thing. You can't stop it. You know, right now I can't stop myself. That's a true story. So in, in a sense, I'm not even responsible for what's coming out of my mouth. Keep telling yourself because it just keeps going and going. Where am I going to? And the only way it stops is we go to commercial break. Do you want to go now or do you want to wait three minutes? I'm okay either way. Well, theoretically, <laughs> we're supposed to wait three minutes, but I think a lot of us were ready to go about three minutes ago. Oh no way! I think once the I think Collies, you fans want more. Once the Collies weren't dogs, I think it was pretty much break time. <laughs> you fans are just reveling in this. These are great times. You're going to win the division for the third time in four years, and last year didn't count. 
Sweet! So you basically have wanted it three in a row. You've taken over. You're the dominant team in the South. You can't be the dominant team in the North because they're not in the North. But you're the, you've supplanted USC as the dominant team in the South. Them there are facts. Yay! So you, mess it up against Oregon State and UCLA. It's all riding on the next two games. See, actually, it's not. Because they could lose to UC Los Angeles and still be fine. That's what gives me more confidence in why I can say they could that be. they've never been in a better shot now than, than two, what, what was it, three years ago? They needed a bad call by a referee. ASU scored a touchdown, but the idiot ref didn't count it. No, they got it. No, it was right. a two-point conversion. No, I got photo- photographical evidence that his foot evidence. was in. And they needed something else to happen. Now... Because the division is so bad and the conference is so bad, they don't need any of that. They could probably lose twice, depending on who the losses are to, and still get in there. If they lose to both the Oregon schools, they'll win the division. So they could go right. three and two. Now, if one of the losses to UCLA, then, exactly. then right. they could be in a little bit of trouble. Right, right. Exactly. Agreed. But if they just win these next two games and get to 5-0, and oh, whatever percentage they cook up there with that football percentage index thing when you're watching a game on ESPN... It'll be overwhelming. It'll oh, be 90-something yeah. for the Utes. Awesome. They had a 65% chance of winning the South if they beat ASU. They put that up multiple times mm-hmm. during the game. Mm-hmm. But that number goes right through the ceiling if they win the next two games. Correct. All right, DJ PK, it is time to bring in Rod from Lendride Mortgage to tell you about the Freedom Loan and a chance to save you money. Yeah, the Freedom Loan right now is the oddest thing in the state of Utah just because you can get a loan with Lendrite Mortgage that we cover 100% of your closing costs. So you're able to get a rate that's as good as or better than other lenders offer. And we'll cover 100% of your closing costs. And especially with right now, we have an advantage because we can get you the new 2022 loan limits right now. So you don't have to wait till January 1. So this year, the loan limit was 548000 for a conventional loan. And right now, LendRight Mortgage can get you a $625,000 conventional loan and do it with the Freedom Loan so we can cover 100% of your closing costs. So you can refi or purchase uh, and get that low interest rate with no closing costs. Rates in the ones, just reading that, that is just a staggeringly low number. Yeah, that's the best way to save yourself a ton in interest over the life of your mortgage loan. We can put you on an 8 to a 15-year term, drop the rate all the way down to 1.75%. And comparing that to one of those longer terms, a 20, 25, or 30-year term, literally save you tens of thousands in interest paid over the life of the loan, being on the shorter term and that low 1.75% interest rate. All right, so if people want to get a hold of you and they want to get uh, specific questions about their specific financial situation, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, give our team a call. Uh, 801-APPROVE is the phone number, and the website is lendrightmortgage.com. 801-APPROVE, 801-APPROVE, or lendrightmortgage.com. lendrightmortgage.com. Thanks, Rod. Thank you. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. Is that right? <laughs> no, Hans. You'd like me to call you Pants. It's <laughs> the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. What is my name, Google? Your name is Hans. God, stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans, Ned? You'd like me to call you Handsome. Is that right? Well, it's better than Hans, yeah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time now to talk Aggie football with Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows the 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon. Take advantage of the Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check out Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Coach, good morning. Good morning. So are these guys just trying to age you a decade in one year? Do they have to be <laughs> behind by job of Yeah, do they have to be behind by ten a minimum of ten points in every game before they get rolling? Apparently, apparently so. And and um, yeah, we just we do not like to be in the lead. We had the first first half lead of the season, I think. I, I may be wrong, but I think and it lasted for about, I don't know, maybe a minute and then we gave it right back. So um I don't know. It's it's just it's kind of where we're at. We're figuring out a way, but man, it is stressful as it can be. Yeah, I figured you entered that game at fifty two and ended it at sixty two. Uh, the way, the way that <laughs> that's the way I feel. Yeah, the way that thing went. So you know, you're watching that game, and, and you know we're we're not in the moment like you guys are. So you're probably not thinking about it. But honestly, I'm sitting there thinking, man, this is a zero and five team. These guys should be killing them, and it didn't come to that, and it came to a last-minute touchdown. You won the game. So now that you've had time to digest it, what do you take from it? Well, I, I had a lot more respect for those guys than, than I think uh, maybe you do from the outside. Right. Just watching the tape, they're they're built really well. I mean, you got to give them credit. They have, you know, we played them a couple years ago at Arkansas State, and, and it really never was a game. I mean, we did blow them out. Beat them by 26, I think, and and we just we just were better than them on the field. And you look at them now, and, and physically they have done a great job of developing, recruiting some size. They've got a, a few key transfers in. Their defensive front is really really good, and you, you saw it against Fresno, and, and you saw it against UTSA, and even at times you saw it in some of the earlier games. Uh, they're they're struggled in the back end. Obviously, we were able to throw the ball when we could protect, but uh, they they made it very difficult early, especially and to move the ball, uh, you know, effectively, especially on the ground, which we needed to, to do both. And their offensive line is, is big, and they have one of the best running backs we've seen all year, if not if not the best. I mean, he, he had a great game. So um, I think they just have improved in a lot of ways and they're at some point going to start winning games, at least being – and they're already competitive now. It's just a matter of taking kind of the next step. So um, I just didn't think they ever looked like an 0-5 team, and they sure didn't look like that physically when we played them. So what do you think about the the 
mental and physical preparation with your guys and the emotion they bring early in the game? Because for all the things you say about UNLV, and there was some of the eyeball tests, so you know I can see what you're saying. But the fact remains, the team gave up 17 points on the fir- defensive defense gave up 17 points on the first three possessions and seven points on the next. A nine, I'm going to forgive him the end of half possession. That didn't really count. But, uh, you know, one touchdown in the next nine, I mean, once you guys got dialed in, they did a really good job against them. But those first three possessions, they were just giving up ground. Yeah, I think, I mean, kind of combination of, of them obviously looking at the record like everybody else, even though you tell them all week, you know, this team's better than the record. They're kids and, and they see the same thing and they read the articles and listen to social media and everything else. I mean, everybody just expects. This is a team that hadn't won a game in two years, and it's just going to be going to be a team that we're better than than physically, and we're just not there yet. And so I think that will had something to do with it. I do think there's a little bit of a of um, of a lag coming out of the open week. We looked a little heavy legged early. Took us a while to kind of get going, and once we did, we played we played lights out defensively. I think we gave up seven yards the entire fourth quarter, uh, and, and and played lights out, but. I thought we were sluggish uh, or heavy-legged a little bit early. And, you know, open week, 0-5 team, road trip, I don't know, maybe all the above, but it, it definitely took us a while to snap into to playing the kind of ball. And really where it showed up as much as anything was tackling. We did not tackle well early. We, we missed some tackles. It could have been a five-yard gain instead of a 75-yard touchdown. I mean, the guy got hit right in the hole, and we can't make the tackle. So uh, several of those – that were frustrating, but they responded, and we played much better down the stretch. Hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll start that way Friday night. So those tackling issues is that what you largely contribute to Williams running for 221 yards, taking away nothing from him because obviously he's good. But is it more on your your guys with the tackling? Well, I, no, I, I think the dude's a really good player, and they they did a great job with their front of kind of creating some leverage on us. Um, we did not tackle well, but he, he did a great job of, of running with balance. Made a couple guys miss in space. You know, we get, he got one on one with safety, uh, with, with Hunter Reynolds. And, and Hunter will tell you, he just, he just misplayed it. The, the big long run, uh, he had him where it should have been a five, six, seven yard run. And, and Williams was able to set him up and cross him over. And, and the next thing you know, he's in the end zone. So, uh, you got to give him credit. He, he ran the ball well. I'm glad he's a senior. I don't want to see that dude again. Physical, he's got breakaway speed, and and I thought he had really good vision. A couple of runs that looked like they were bottled up. Next thing you know, he squirts it out, and it's an explosive. So um, it's a little bit of both. We did not tackle well, but give them credit, they ran the ball well. So for whatever issues you have starting slow and whatever goes into that, it really does seem like your guys lock in late in the game and have zero confidence issues to be down double digits six times and still come away with four wins and to go down and score with 35 seconds left when you could have botched the game, you could have lost the thing right there, there were multiple chances and you didn't. What If you had to identify one or two things, why are you consistently able to pull these games out at the end at Air Force, at UNLV, wherever? Wazoo. I think, I think this one, you know, I think this one kind of is kind of a, a culmination of what we've been able to do earlier in the year. There's a confidence that goes with the fact that we've been here before. We know we're in good, we're in good enough shape to, to keep playing hard. I thought we got stronger. They got, they got a little bit tired. You could see that uh, they were fatigued. Our run game, which was non-existent in the first half, got better, uh, and we actually were able to run the ball. I mean, third and nineteen to convert with a run play. 
against a, a really light box, be able to run the ball in right there on second down. Uh, when, when again, the super light box, they're playing pass all the way. You know, those are things that come from uh, their defense fatiguing, our offense and our offensive players still having gas in our tank, our defense's ability to hold the seven uh, yards in the fourth quarter. Again, you know, our guys have a confidence in the fact that we literally can continue to play hard at a level that the opponent cannot late in the game. And, and I think that that, along with the fact that we have come from behind a couple times earlier in the year against good opponents, uh, I just think there's a confidence level that, that allows us to, to stay calm and, and execute right there when we need to. And I'd like to see that earlier in the game, obviously, but but there is something to be set up for a team that is, a, is resilient and believes in what we're doing enough to give us a chance down late. And, um, you know, it proved again to be, you know, kind of the recipe for success in this particular game, as stressful as it might be, but it, it did get to win. So we see you talked about Bonner being healthy, the healthiest he's been with the bye week. I think we saw that, and we can make the statement, see if you agree, a healthy Bonner is going to be very difficult to contain. Yeah, I was I was glad to see him use his feet a little bit. Uh, the big, the first third down, third and nine, him moving to the right, throwing back across, something he really wasn't able to do the last few weeks. He, we did have a couple quarterback run plays, one that moved the chains for a first in, in the red zone, which was good. And, and I think he'll only get better at that. We're not going to make a living with him running the ball, but he his he needs to be a number they have to account for, at least to, to be efficient. It'll help us in short yardage, which we've not been good at. Uh, we've been very reluctant to even put him in, in the number uh, in short yardage, but that's something we're going to be able to do moving forward, and it should help us. The, the plus-one run stuff in short yardage and in the score zone both uh, will benefit our offense because we've, we've struggled in both those areas, and it, and it was a problem again uh, Saturday. So uh, I, I think he's going to get better and better, and hopefully we can keep him healthy. Utah State football coach Blake Anderson joining us. The Aggies coming off the win at UNLV. They have got CSU at home. And, Coach, this is for first place, but CSU, after a a bad start to the season, the first two weeks they had to be shaking their heads, but they've won three out of four. The three wins are all convincing, 16 points or more over Toledo, San Jose State, New Mexico. In that span, their only loss is a 10-pointer at nationally ranked Iowa so what can you tell us about the Rams? Where, where, what is this game going to hinge on? Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hinge up front. They are, they're massive. They're going to put you know, two, three, four, five, I don't know how many, however many tight ends they got, they're going to put them on the field. And uh, it's going to look completely different than really uh, anything. You know, it's, it's Boston College, Stanford, um, big man, downhill football. That's just what, uh, what Adazio is going to do. And uh, they have gotten uh, they've gotten good at it. They have a big physical running back, NFL caliber tight end. Uh, they're they're doing everything to shorten the game and and make a bunch of dudes play in a very condensed area and and just come downhill at you. So it's uh, it's going to be a huge huge challenge. You know nothing they don't they don't really worry about spreading it out. They want to pack it in and get downhill and then play action shot. It's not triple option. But it's got a little bit of the feel that you see when you play Air Force. The clock's going to run. They're going to run the ball. They're committed to it. And, and you're going to have to maximize every possession. It's not the triple that you see, but it's the downhill boots, shot plays off of it, multiple tight ends, multiple gaps. It's going to be very unique for our guys to prepare for. 
with a Friday game. They're good on, on the defensive front, very similar to UNLV. I think if we have matchups, it's in the back end, but up front, we're going to have to we're going to have to play better and run the ball better than we did in the first half of this last one, or it's going to be it's going to be a frustrating day for us. Defensively, though, is where they stand out, especially in conference. I mean, they, they're just not allowing very many points. No, they're not. They're not. They're built well. And they play good. And they see physical ball every day. So they make it very difficult for you. Their edge rushers are both dynamic. Uh, you know, there's really not a weakness. You see, again, I'm, I think if we have a an advantage, it would be speed and quickness and space. But that's, that's really our only advantage on a weekly basis. We're not bigger or more physical or stronger than anybody right now the way we're built something we're going to have to develop. Uh, we're making it work with what we have, but this will be a this will be a challenge. They're not giving up many points. They're not playing many plays either. I mean, they are reducing the game and shortening it. So, you know, they're fresh and they don't have to play a ton of plays. And they've, they've you know, found a formula that works for them. Can anyone handle Devin Tompkins or is he just going to just keep putting up just one massive stat line after another? Because everybody's got to know what's coming and nobody seems to be stopping him. Well, I hope the answer to that is no. I hope nobody can. Uh, I think we're doing a really good job of moving around to a lot of different spots, which makes it hard to know exactly how to defend him. I, I also think the other guys are taking just enough pressure off of him that, yeah, you can double him if you want to, but there are other guys that can create big plays as well. Um, but uh, you got to give Coach Tuck and, and Cephalo a lot of credit for being creative and 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 how many different looks and different spots you have to defend him. So it's uh, only going to get better as the other guys around him get better. we got Scarver more involved. Derek Wright's playing big. McCriff had a huge catch, which we absolutely had to have. I think our tight ends uh, can get more involved as well. All that's going to help, but I hope the answer to your question is no. I hope, I hope nobody can match up with him. He's, he's had a great first half and, and only getting better. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. The Aggies at home against Colorado State Friday night. Big game, first place in the Mountain Division on the line. Coach, thanks for a few minutes. We'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate it, guys. Already beaten Air Force. If they beat CSU, everybody will have a loss, and Utah State will be sitting on the tiebreakers. It's pretty similar to the uh, Ute story, except the Utes don't have a loss. Well, I think this is Utah State's best chance to go to the Rose Bowl. He says, conflating two takes. Oh, I, I, Utah, Utah State. And for out state guy like me, you get those guys confused, don't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look up, yeah. Uh, Hawaii should win. San Jose, not as sure. Wyoming, uh, lean heavily. Maybe not heavily, but strongly, strongly lean towards Utah State. And then New Mexico uh, overwhelmingly lead towards Utah State. So there's a pathway to the division for sure, yeah. I mean, I think Nevada is the best team, and it's going to be hard to overcome them in the, if you should get there. But you worry about that later down the road. Absolutely. First, it's the division. If CSU beats you, they'll be up two games in the loss column and have the tiebreaker. So... If you win, though, you're on a loss, they're on a loss, Air Force is on a loss, and you beat those guys. So I think it's a different situation for Utah. I think they can think of winning the division because they've been there, done that. And I realize Utah State several years ago got there, but it's a new cast of characters. Everything has changed dramatically since then. Yep. 
And for Utah, it's about winning the conference. It isn't just about winning the division. The division is something you need to get, obviously. But for them, I think they can think bigger. And there's no beast on the other side. I think Nevada's very, very good. San Jose State's very, very good. So uh, we'll see how that uh, plays out when when you get there. But for them, the division, the division will define a successful season. Utah may not be defined by winning the division as a as a extreme extremely successful season. Plus, they're in their sixteenth year, seventeenth, whatever it is, with Kyle. Whereas Anderson is his first year, and last year was gross. So different level of standards there. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback is coming up next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Utah's all alone in first place. Utah State breaks a two-game losing streak. BYU's lost two in a row. What do you make of all of that? Daryl says, it's great to be a Ute fan. Sure is. Glad I'm one. Three-game win streaks. Feeling good. Three and a half games. Dylan says it's time to revamp the BYU defense. The offense is special and has the pieces to be great. Defense really struggles with the run, and teams are feasting on it all game. Okay, what does he suggest rather than revamp? Give me specifics. He has no specifics. No, well, I need them. I'm not a football mind. Never put my hand in the dirt. David says, help me understand this phenomenon. When Utah has USC and ASU coming up, I hear that Utah is likely going to lose. When Utah wins, somehow those teams become bad teams. Call your shot on Oregon State that you're willing to stick to next Monday. Oregon State can beat the Utes, but they're not a great team if that's what you're looking for. Good, not great. That's the story of the Pac-12 this year. And it's multiple good teams. The conference as a whole is bad. I don't think ASU individually is a bad team. You got down on them earlier in the show. It's embarrassing the thirteen penalties, but uh, they're still they came five and the two. State of Utah, and they committed uh, what uh, twenty five penalties? No, there's sixteen against BYU. Oh, okay, so twenty nine penalties. Yeah, come on, that's too many penalties for two games. They're okay. They're usually always okay. Is they might we... be better than okay, but that's not good okay, enough to beat know. the Utes. Better than okay. Better than okay in a mediocre league. Yep. Great. Where does that get you? The league is mediocre. There's no way around that. And he thinks we hate the Utes. Which, Absolutely. Which we do. I mean, I don't make any a lot. About it. I hate them. I mean, Especially Kyle. Start at the top. No, oh, I start and end at the tops. <laughs> Only Kyle? Oh, yeah. Freddie? Love him to death. That's not what he tells me. He tells me there's a lot of conflict. Freddie? Yeah. Oh. Well, screw him then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Utah should be a slight favorite against Oregon State. They are a slight favorite against Oregon State. But that tells you that one or two plays can swing the game. Nolan can sling it, man. They've got a good passing game. So I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any stretch. I mean, they very well could lose. I expect them to win because I think they're getting better, too. I think we haven't seen the best of what this U team has to offer. The O-line has clearly improved. There were blown assignments, wrecking plays, wrecking drives, and that's not happening anymore. So I, I expect them to continue, which is a good sign for them. DJ PK and Rod joining us right now from Lendright Mortgage. And Rod, you got deals. You got deals to help people who are buying or refinancing. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best news that we can give the clients right now is we've got the 2022 loan limits available right now how we can close purchase and refinance loans at those higher 
loan limits. Uh, that's up to $625,000 for a conventional loan. So that's a $75,000, over $75,000 increase from this year's limit of 548000 And we can do it all with the Freedom Loan so that you don't have to pay any closing costs, whether you're doing a purchase or refinance. If you're wanting to consolidate debt, get some cash out, we can do that now with a loan of up to $625,000 in all counties in Utah. Rates in the ones. It doesn't get much better than that. And from what you've been telling us, they may not stay in the ones much longer. Yeah, kind of time is of the essence. If you're wanting to switch to a shorter term, an 8 to a 15-year term, we can do that and still get you a rate in the ones as low as 1.75%. So that'll save you tens of thousands in interest paid over the life of your loan by being on that shorter term and having that much lower interest rate because the Federal Reserve has told us they're going to start tapering the fiscal stimulus that they put in place in the pandemic. And that's definitely going to push rates up here very soon. So definitely if you're looking to buy, refinance, get cash out or consolidate any debt, do it now. Tell the folks how they can get a hold of you and uh, find out more details for their own personal situation. Yeah, to uh, talk to us about getting that freedom loan where we cover 100% of your closing costs or getting a rate as low as 1.75%, you just need to call us at 801 Approve or visit us online at lendrightmortgage.com. Call right now, 801 Approve. 801 Approve or visit lendrightmortgage.com. Thanks, Rod. Thank you. DJ and PK, we're all done. Hans and Scotty are talking more football next.